1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Five Star Joshi Show here on the Fight Game Media Network. I am your host Scott Edwards, and with me is Parker. Parker, we have a lot to talk about today.
0: Oh yeah, it's uh, it's it's Joshi Summer 2022, <laughs> and uh, we're we're firmly underway after multiple major shows this weekend and big announcements and all that type of stuff coming up soon uh not only to review but also to preview so i'm stoked but yeah we i think we should get what, get right into it
1: yeah i think it's only right i mean stardom has given us more than enough to talk about alone uh so we're going to start there but we are going to talk that great ice ribbon show as well from this past weekend um, and we're also going to be previewing Stardom Midsummer Champions so everyone on the free feed can hear that, um, because if we do it next week, the show will already have happened. So that's that's what we're doing here today. But let's get going. We're going to start off with the with a bang, fight in the top, the first ever cage matches in the history of Stardom, a six-match show. And it's really a tale of two halves for this show, as we expected going into it. So <laughs> instead of, you know, going through uh, the matches that I'm not going to say no one cares about, I'm going to just go through the results real quick. And Parker, if you have something you really need to say about <laughs> any of these, just <laughs> let me know. You got it. All right. Uh, so Ruaka defeated Wakasukiyama, and Nagi Sayaka just was there. Uh, um Momo Kogo and Ida defeated Miyu Amasaki and Lady C. Uh worth noting on this one is that Ida went full Yuji Nagata for the win. So that actually is an <laughs> interesting little bit there. Um I mean if if they're gonna give Ida the Yuji Nagata um just you know full on offense, I I think it's a great move. Oh yeah. <laughs> she, Love it. The arm bar for the win went into the trance, and then she's like, mm-hmm. Oh, I won. I loved it. So good. And we also love Saida. So it's only it's only fitting, you know. If <laughs> Nuji Nagata could give someone something from stars, I feel like she fits the mold perfectly. Um, and the third match was Hameka defeating Mina Shirakawa in a very one-sided match, but not the one-sided direction you would expect. Uh Mina Pretty much dominated Jamaica, destroyed her leg, but Jamaica did her. Um, Mina's I for I always forget what the pin's
0: called, but she did Mina's pin to win the match. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought, was, I thought this was pretty good. I thought Mina uh, had a really, really nice performance. One of her. <clears throat> better performances mm-hmm. in in recent memory um it, it was it was just encouraging it was like a little five-star preview match because based on how they uh, broke down the card like these two were kind of <laughs> out of a match and so they faced each other um and yeah i thought it worked out worked out pretty pretty well i enjoyed this match quite a bit and considering this is like when we'll get into a little bit of the five-star lineup and announcements without doing our full preview later but considering this is maybe one of the, the lower end matchups that you're going to find yeah. in the 5-star tournament for it to be this solid mm-hmm. um is is very encouraging for yeah. for the tournament.
1: Yeah, I thought this was probably the best Mina has looked in a long while and I've been, you know, I was vocal on this show a few weeks ago where I was like she's just not good anymore, blah blah blah. blah. She can be good. And I learned that this week uh this this week in this match. I mean, I think you pointed out perfectly in that if this is the low end of the five star, you know, we're going to have a great time. And I think, (laughs) I think it's believably is the low end that it was pretty good. Uh, They worked really well together. And if Mina's hitting like she is here, I think she could have a really, really solid five star, at least for her standards. And that's just a very pleasant thing to uh, look forward to. But let's get to the big three here. This was always really about the, the last three matches as a majority of the stars, in the promotion we're all involved in them starting off with the artist of stardom championship elimination match. And I want to just start here. You and myself, we, we've talked about how, you know, stardom elimination matches. They, they're very, they're, they're designed to avoid pinning big people, especially when it's mm-hmm. not a captain's falls match. Like this one was not. This was, you have to eliminate everyone to win. And I thought this was probably the best over-the-top rope elimination match they've had maybe this year. Um, I don't know if you feel the same, but I, you know, just thinking back to the Cinderella and all the, they've had a lot of these matches, to be fair, in the past couple months. I just think this, the way they structured this of just doing like all action all wrestling for 12 minutes and then just kind of going right to the eliminations and be like, all right, well, you got, you got a lot of action. The action kind of reminded me of that Julia um, Shuri versus Micah Jamaica match from last year Mm -hmm. where they just didn't slow down. And you got a lot of the big names fighting each other. Like you got to see uh, Momo and Shuri do a little bit. Momo, Julia, Julia Shuri did the ALK spot, which was really cool. Um, mm-hmm. which the crowd got really into. I thought everyone actually was able to shine in this match, which is really hard when you have nine people, but a lot of fun, all things considered when you have to eliminate everyone pretty much over the top rope. Um, and one thing I also loved is that the entire match, the other teams were focused on trying to take out Saki Kashima because uh, yeah, like, I yeah, love like, that. Yeah. In the back uh, of their
0: head, they're like, Oh, she's going to, she's going to get us it, if we don't get her out. And she eventually did. Of course. Yeah. I, 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 I love how they've booked Saki Kashima this year. I, I straight up think that like, she's better than ever, just as a wrestler, mm-hmm. like she's been around quietly forever. Um, yeah. In in this company, not really doing a whole lot in, in my estimation. Um, but she, I mean, they've completely booked this this finish to where she's such a killer and people, you know, it it genuinely feels like a match can end at any time when she's in there. Um, And I think she's just a better worker than she used to be. Mm -hmm. She, like, has a little bit of conviction behind what she does on offense, whereas before uh, I felt like she was a a little bit difficult to suspend suspend disbelief in terms of watching her. So she's been great. Um, Yeah, the way you talked about being able to highlight – everybody in this match in a different way. And the way they did that was they essentially divided the three teams into three, uh, by having the, there was, the first group was Julia Shuri and starlight kid. They all got eliminated at the same time. So, uh, the second group was Momo, Micah, and Mirai. They all pretty much got eliminated at the exact same time. And then the final group was, uh, my Sakurai, uh, Saki Kashima and Ami Sarei, who are all the sort of, third like minor <laughs> members of mm-hmm. their teams te- teaming with like the stars right um and so I that think, was right, exciting in the end of every single one of these matches every <laughs> well it's time. it's like the second <laughs> is it the second straight pay-per-view or the second in three pay-per-views where a major match is decided between like ami Sorei and my sakurai at the very yeah. end <laughs> yes <laughs> um so yeah and then and then saki just just eliminates them both uh, and and retains the title. So I thought this, I just love the match layout here. I love how they structured everything. Um, I completely agree about the all action nature of it all. They just kept going, going, going nonstop. You were never, there's never, never any downtime at all Mm -hmm. in in this thing. So um, I just thought it was greatly entertaining from start to finish. Yeah, it's really how you should do these elimination matches.
1: Um, just focus. Don't focus on, you know, making it kind of like a Royal Rumble where you're just trying to throw people over the top. Just wrestle, and then that will come, right? That'll come naturally. That's what they achieved. And I, I did love the spot of Starlight Kid being like, all right, I'm taking you both out with me. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like, yeah. th- it's just smart thinking of like, okay, I trust my team enough to get the job done. I'll take out the two, you know, kingpins of pretty much stardom let alone like let alone mm-hmm. the match it's just like you know we everyone sees Julia and Shuri in such a big spot so her taking them out I, I liked that a lot but yeah very good and seeing Saki Kashima just like because they they had this good tease where she couldn't get Ami Saray down for the revival because she was too strong and it instantly makes you think like, oh my god, gods, I might still win this, right? Like, mm-hmm. because cause once you get down to Saki Kashima and crew, you're like, okay, well, either she's rolling them all up or they're losing. <laughs> plain plain and simple. Um, and they did a good tease of having her not being able to get Ami at first before uh getting her in the end. So just really well done and uh still champs for tie, which I am happy about. I I was hoping they would keep their belts a little longer. Because, you know, God's eye is going to get him eventually. It's just a matter of when. Um, and we'll have to wait to see there. But let's get to it. The first ever cage match in the history of stardom. Tam Nakano versus Natsu Um There was a 20-minute pre-like video to hype this match up as they were putting up the cage. Really good video. I want to just put that out there. But... Mm-hmm it was it showed a lot of their match from last year, obviously, because that's really what to go on from and this is one of those times I really wish I could understand Japanese because oh, yes, for sure they were so serious and like I think they're so i think Tam you know she's always really good at telling her side of the story on like Twitter or whatever, but I would have loved to hear you know her own words say it, but it was a really good video either way that seeing that I couldn't um fully understand but Parker, I've seen your tweet about this match. I know how you feel about this match, so I'll let you go first.
0: Yeah, I thought this might have been the best start of match all year. Um, I, I adored this this match. Um, it um, really, I think, what what put it over is um, it, it really managed to evoke like a ton of emotion out mm-hmm. of me. I'm I'm an extremely active watcher of wrestling. But like when I'm watching wrestling, I don't have my phone out. For the most part, I'm just sort of sitting there watching it, paying it really close attention, all that type of stuff. Um, and when you do that for a long time, as as I as I do, uh, a lot of stuff tends to blend together, and you mm. you're just kind of like, okay, yep, this is I've seen this before. Um, <laughs> this was not this was not that at all. I, I I felt like the the match was completely like you never quite knew exactly what was going to come next with the structure of it. Um, the rule set of having to get a pinfall and then escape added a ton of uncertainty to what was going on. Um, obviously the history meant a lot. Um, Tim Nakano being one of my favorite wrestlers in the world meant a lot to this as well. Uh, and th- I, I just, I, I just thought, I just thought it was great. Like obviously incredibly violent. I thought decent creativity with the cage, but not, not in a contrived way. Like that, that was really more the main events goal was to, to, to get those crazy spots in. This was more, because, it's, you know, the this, this sort of classic Japanese or, or at least in wrestling in general idea of a steel cage, meaning it's going to get really violent. And that's what happened here. Not not in a in like a weapons or a hardcore way, but just in a extremely violent and hard hitting way. Um, my, my, my big moment at the end of the match where Tim hits the uh, the violet screwdriver mm. and like she 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 picks her up. And she picks Natsu Boy up, and, and she holds her there for what feels like an hour. Um, and in that in that time, like I am, I flashed back to last year's Budokan show against uh, against Julia, where she did that to Julia, and she dropped her right on the top of her head in like one of the nastiest stardom moments all year. And I I like thought to myself, oh god. And as I'm thinking, <laughs> oh god she she drops her down and like kills her essentially and um that that moment like evoked a ton of emotion out of me I was like oh my god like it was one of those one of those things where like you know something is about to be violent but you don't exactly prepare for it and so you're like oh jeez um and yeah I thought that was fantastic and obviously that ended up being pretty much the end of the match there so um I thought this match was absolutely stellar I I uh, I don't think it's weird because I, I think people misconstrue sometimes storytelling with just the fundamental pro wrestling goal of being a, a, someone you can really emotionally invest in. And I don't think this match had like stellar storytelling or anything like that, or a super engaging structure that was super tightly wound together and all that type of stuff. But these two wrestlers, and Tam in particular are two of the absolute best in the world at just evoking that emotion, regardless of whether there's like a coherent story behind it or not. And so I don't really get so hung up on the storytelling because in the match, I'm like, Oh man, like it's just the stuff they're doing to to each other. is so violent. So, you know, it just, it's just difficult to watch at times, but in, in a good way. So I thought this match was absolutely stellar. Um, Tam is, uh, as good as ever Natsupoy is should i mean she's she should be bigger in stardom than she ever has been going forward um and for all that i, I think it's pretty much a resounding success for the, the first ever cage match in stardom history for me
1: yeah this this match created a lot of different opinions um from what i saw a lot of, a lot of. I saw classic. I saw match of the year. I saw match of your contender at the very least. I also saw people that didn't enjoy it. Uh, it, it was really a wide, a mm-hmm. wide range of how people felt, and I think that's just a Tam Nakano match, truthfully. At this mm-hmm, point, I think sure. I think people just have to accept that's how Tam matches work. Like it's either people are going to love him or they're not going to like him. And I am often on the side of, I love them. Um, And this is a match that I really enjoyed because they, they, they use the cage really well without making it the purpose, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And when I, when I say that is they kept it about themselves, right? It, It stayed very brutal in the ring but they utilize the cage when needed to help tell or you know enhance their match right like when they're grating each other's faces against the wall i i really do think that they're trying to get each other to bleed it just wasn't happening <laughs> <laughs> because originally tam attacked like where nazifoy had those stitches on uh from the uh wrench um and i was just like you know, part of me feels like you're kind of trying to you know, just open <laughs> somewhat up here, but it's okay. Uh, but it didn't need the blood, right? It didn't need all that to tell what they were trying to tell. And I, I don't think it, and I'm with you, it wasn't necessarily like big storytelling match. Tam Mekong is in it, so instantly like that's the go-to. But they did have a story to tell in that. Listen, they just one of them wanted to win. That that was the easy story to tell. It It's not that they you know hate each other like in the point of they never want to yeah you know, it's not like julia and tam right it, it's more okay well they're they're friends but they they want to grow and not to employ, truthfully a win over tam Nakano just moves her up the cart that's how this goes so mm-hmm. the match felt up to the importance that they wanted it to uh i the only thing that confused me at first was the rules because I, let me tell you, I did not know the rules going into this. Match. <laughs> um, and I was like, why are we pinning? What, are we, what? And then like they go to leave. And then I learned halfway through because I checked the, we are Stardom account. Like, oh, you have to pin. And then you have a time limit to like get out. And that was like, it was originally bothering me at a sense because I was like, okay, well, uh, whatever. But, but, um, you know, going back, it worked out really in their favor. And I, did, someone said to me, it's weird that Stardom, the company that does a lot of draws, had Tam Nakano pinned twice and not to pinned <laughs> four times in the same match. I was like, well, when you put it that way, it is kind of funny. But I am with you with the Violet Screwdriver spot. I think that should be her finisher, by the way. I, I It's just so... It's phenomenal looking. It should be like her super finisher. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's like,
0: that's that's exactly how I see it. Yeah, it should. I mean, the, and it, it's been the defining moment. of yeah. like two of the most important matches of her career. Right. Uh, so, so I mean, it's. Uh, I, I think it, it's pre- it pretty much is. And, and the way she does it in
1: holding them up, like you br- brought up just before, just. You know, dropping him down on their head and making it look devastating. I mean, it kind of is her finisher because, like you said, it she hits it, then she hits the Twilight Dream. But in this match, I like that she hit it, pin not to boy, and then pretty much left. She did the little choke at the top, but just a really, really good match. I do say everyone should watch it um, because it's won the first ever cage match in stardom, and I think, I think they set a good, um, you know, point to get to. And if you put a feud that is, like, bubbling at the time into the cage, I think it can only be better, right? Which is saying mm-hmm. a lot because this match was really good. But you put a f- bubbling feud into that cage, and you can only go further because that's what a cage is for. You don't just usually do it. Um, but a great match. Tim kind of wins. Um, see, received a lot of praise, and that's a good thing for stardom. Anytime you see a lot of praise going around, that only means more eyes will end up on the product.
0: Go to your happy prize, Priceline.
1: Main event time. We had the other cage, the original only cage match, to be fair, uh, before everything changed. Mayu Iwatani, Hazuki, and Kogama versus Utami Hayashishita, Azumi, and Saya Kawatani. Uh, before we really get into the match, very funny entrances. Uh, they, you know, you have Utami, Azumi, and Saya coming out. They go around and, like, look at each other, each face. Izumi's as happy as can be. You know, she's a Dragon <laughs> King fan. So she's like, this is my time. This is – I get to live in there. Uh, we had Sayaka Matani, who – she was like, okay, I, I can do this. <laughs> and then Tommy's like, oh, I, what, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> but it gets better because then you have uh, the Stars team coming out. Hazuki and Kogum are walking out. They're as happy as could be. Hazuki's crazy. You know, she's out of her mind. That's part of their team name. That's what the whole point is, is that they're crazy. But Mayu Yutani is nowhere to be found. She wants no part of this match. <laughs> she's like, she's just terrified on her way down. I was like, this is very on brand. Uh, so that did play into the match. Um, I liked their – because, listen, you're coming off such an emotional – uh steel cage match that it was, it was heavy in a sense of yeah, oh, oh yeah for know. sure you went through a lot very vicious so i thought this following it the way it did you know you have the comedic spots of Mayu and Utami just being like I'm getting out of here um to then you have the crazy moves off the cage. You have you know the high, the great high spots, which we'll talk about in a second. And you know you you play a little more comedy in there, and then you know the match ends with the way it did. Um, I thought it was good. I thought the way they executed it was really really good. I almost wonder if they should have switched the matches. I th- I, I think they did it because they wanted Tam and not supported to be the first steel cage now. Mm -hmm.
0: but it would be interesting if they did they probably really wanted to end on on that 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 high spot from koguma as well (laughs) um to to me i mean along those lines this felt like the tam match was the the true like main event and this almost felt like an epilogue to me like like for for me like that match that first match was so impactful that i was like oh my god i need need, like a deep breath (laughs) i need to take a break here um and this this was that essentially. This was like okay, we, it's all right. We can have some fun now. It's like it's all right to enjoy yeah. enjoy the wrestling match. Um, yeah, I, I thought this match was a ton of fun. Uh, the every it's weird because um, I, I I wanted it to be it's it's weird because I thought it was great, but I also wanted it to be like a little better than it ended up mm-hmm. being. Um, I felt like if they had it in them to do something greater. Here, um Mayu and and Saya practically did nothing in this match. Um, they both escaped almost right away. I mean, Saya, Saya's gimmick was like she was like scared of everything and she was like really she like really did not want to climb up that cage um to escape. So she got out of there. Um and then I, I, I was I mean we both predicted that. Oh, the other part of it was just that it was a cage, it was cage escape rules was um it just meant that, like, the entire the entire match was built around cage climbing, getting up to the top, a couple, di- you know, a couple crazy dives here and there, which were cool. Um, but uh, nothing like, um, all that dramatic in my eyes, aside from the very end, in my opinion. Right. So, um, I thought this, I, th- I thought the match was a ton of fun. It was just like very easily digestible and um, j- just enjoyable, uh, yeah. To- fundamentally i think if you combine some of the 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 elements of of the two cage matches that we got uh on on this show that you could have like a classic cage Mm -hmm. match i totally agree um
1: of course, you know, that spot of the match, I think, wasn't even the Koguma, which by the way, brilliant that she's like, you know what? I'm not jumping back in the ring. I'm just getting out a... of here. I'm it's like win. the thing I it's the thing I hate when you know, like you watch WWE steel cage match or something, and they just like jump back in and they're like, Well, you could have won the title, but whatever, that's fine. <laughs> like just in natural sense, but you know, Azumi getting her moment of doing the double foot stop from the top, by the way, insane move to do. That was you, yeah that was crazy. Yeah. If you miss by like just a little bit it's bad. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> just bad. <laughs> it, like ankle leg that's that's not going to feel good but she hit it perfectly. Poor Koguma had to feel the brunt of it but you know she's she's class. Uh just really really good. It, it was kind of like a palate cleanser in a sense because you had Absolutely. such a serious emotional you couldn't have two of those on this show. It just wouldn't have worked unless you were, like, starting with one and ending with one, but it just wouldn't have felt right. So I did like that they had these two very different matches. You got a lot of high spots. Um, You know, maybe next time you don't have to put Mayu in there if she doesn't want to be in there. Uh, it's funny because she did tease doing, like, the moonsault from the top of the cage, and then she's like, no, 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 yeah. no. She just like <laughs> stared at it and she's like, No, that no. was a funny thought. But she did hit her, like, you know, that like, um, the 3 drop kick, as people call it, like where the mm-hmm. uh, Hazuki and Kogama launch her. Yeah, you might have hit her highest one ever. Uh, Azumi was on the <laughs> top rope and she just absolutely sent Azumi Zumi down. She, of course, she landed on her neck because you know that's what Mai does, but yeah. nonetheless, lots of lots of fun there. Uh, and just, I think, a really good pay-per-view seeing it wasn't a pay-per-view with e- any of the big titles on the line. Um, they built it around these cages. And I do think, you know, you create an idea in the future, seeing all the buzz that this got, that, hey, if we're going to do cage matches, you're going to want to be at that show.
0: Yeah, this yeah, I, I thought this was a major success. I thought all three of the final three matches um, delivered in a big way and the the tan match i i do think is probably my favorite stardom match of the year so easy easy double thumbs up pay-per-view for uh, for stardom i think it's impressive that stardom
1: does all these like different things now with their pay-per-views just because they can and mm-hmm. they're almost always great and they're all, always very different like you know people will say oh it's a b pay-per-view and then that's like one of the best shows of the year or it's Oh, it's just cage matches, and then it's another great, great show, even though there was six matches on the card, and three of them let let's just be honest, didn't matter. Um, it's just it's just an accomplishment and appreciation I have for their roster right now. like you know people you see all these uh, other Joshi promotions, and I say, see all of these, just TJPW bringing in you know outside <laughs> talent, which is great because they don't work with other talent in Japan. So if you're gonna if you want to work with different people and add a different feeling to your shows and bring in uh, international talent and some really good ones that is, um, it works. It works. But stardom, right? It's like they didn't use either prominence or or colors on the show. They used their roster. Tecla's hurt, and they they squished majority of their roster into two matches. So it's like Mm -hmm. that's how talented they are and they could put on these great shows. And, you know, now we'll get to a show where they did use some outsiders. Um, The Cork and Hall show this past Tuesday. uh, We have our qualifying league winners, Parker, and we were right. Oh, yeah. Um, Which is good. By the way, this it was the right way to go yes. once Ami Sarai went undefeated. I didn't. I don't think I really wanted anyone else in. Um, Kogo would be cool because I think she would have got a lot of experience from there. And you, you made that, you know, very clear over the past couple of weeks. But, you know, just to go through these three matches real quick. Momokogo defeated Rena. Uh, which uh, eliminated Rena, who was at four points. Saeeda outlasted Hina to get her spot, which was very cool. And then Mai Sakurai, with her biggest cheerleaders Julia and uh, Mike at ringside earned her spot into it. So just a really, really cool moment for them. Because
0: yeah, uh, I-, I love I love a little touch like that. Like yeah. you have people you know, come out, cheer, cheer people on, like she's in your stable. You really want her to make it, but she has to win this match. Otherwise Mm -hmm. she's not in it. Um, She gets that win and she's in. And uh, I I love that. uh, I love that. She had, she had friends out there supporting her in the win. It was like such a crazy concept for some wrestling promotion. So that was great.
1: Yeah, it was. And, and, and the matches again, they weren't anything, you know, to go out of your way to see, but it's nice to see, these wrestlers enter because i think saida can have an underrated run you know like she's gonna her matches aren't gonna go 15 20 minutes but they might go 10 or so and you put her in there against who you're putting her in there which we'll we'll get to the blocks a second there's a lot of there's a lot of opportunities for her to give you know under not she's gonna go in and be an underrated part of these shows and that's what i'm excited for um now, let me ask you. Do you think my Sakurai has a chance to surprise some people?
0: Um, uh, surprise some people in a way where she's like putting on great matches every night, I wouldn't say so. I mean, it, to me, she's in the exact same position that Mina and Unagi were in a year ago mm-hmm. um, where she's coming in, she's pretty much like, borderline jobber right is she going to be booked to win um you know win win more matches uh, sort of surprisingly like like unagi especially did last year um is she just going to kind of be a you know someone to take a lot of pins is she are her matches going to be good are her matches going to be kind of rough like there, there's a lot of uncertainty there she just hasn't had that many singles matches in uh against i should say against the high level talent that it'll, it'll be interesting to see i thought she was completely fine in this tournament but also not like nothing blow away or anything yeah. like that so yeah i i'd be i i would pump the brakes on like predicting um just in my own estimation predicting like her surprising anybody because yeah. i don't know there's some matches in here like my Sakurai versus Zunagi or my Sakurai versus Tekla or my Sakurai versus Saki Kashima, where it's like, I'm not sure how good this is going to be. So yeah, we'll see.
1: Here's my best way of when I, when I said it, I think she is going to have higher highs than the bottom tier wrestlers from last year of a okay. and a Lady C. I think that's my best way to look at it. I think she will have more interesting matches because you know she's not going to win a lot she might win twice three times maybe well there's a lot of matches so i have no idea we haven't we haven't seen what a 13 person block entails yet points with. <laughs> but i think she can do or have more entertaining matches than those two did last year um you know ruaka did a lot of dq stuff and lady c was just there to give people points so and my Sakurai, in a sense, is there, too, for that. But <laughs> I just wanted to <laughs> put that out there. I think she will have higher highs. And, you know, we don't have Fuki Death in it this year, who got a lot of points last year um, because she, you know, filled in for Tora. So I think she could be pretty good. But I'm excited for Ida. And I think Ami Saray can uh, – I think those two can do more than people expect, especially Ida, who I think a
0: lot of people get yeah, very good. I th- I, I, I'm pretty. I thought Ito was like, and I, I don't even think this is just like my own enjoyment of her clouding and anything. I thought she was like clearly the best wrestler in this, yeah. um, in, in this qualifier block. Sere is still such an unknown. I think mm-hmm. like she's been put in a lot of big situations because she's obviously associated with Sherry, who's kind of a big deal. Um, but uh, seeing her in big time singles matches, like we're gonna see her wrestle Julia and wrestle mayu and wrestle momo and all these people and so she you know that it's going to be really interesting to see like is she going to get Is she going to get a main event at some point is she right. gonna i i know they did just announce the schedule as we're recording this but is she gonna <laughs> get a semi-main against one of these one of these big people you know what's gonna happen there
1: and the schedule timing is wonderful we'll get to that in a few minutes
0: because uh, there are some there's
1: some spicy ones in there parker but let's 156 matches <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good thing I like wrestling. So <laughs> and I usually often and they usually go all out in a lot of these matches. So should be a great time. Uh let's Tsukiyama lost to Starlight Kid. That was a match. Um <laughs> future of stardom championship. Hanan and Tomoka in- Inaba wrestled to a 15 minute drive. I feel like I should have saw this coming. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I I feel I I thought the same thing. I was like, oh yeah, I guess Inaba is like a double champion. Maybe yeah. she's probably not losing to Hanan. <laughs>
1: yeah. This is I think the longest singles match of Hanan's
0: career. So, that's It sounds about I mean, it, it would be it, she it would have had to have, Yeah, yeah I, I think it pretty much by default has to be. Yeah, you're right. They did
1: tease that they will wrestle again down the line. So I do think we're at the point where we're just
0: waiting for <laughs> It's like, yeah, I'm know, pretty sure they're, they're wrestling again the sometime. Yeah. Down the line.
1: <laughs> they yeah. were like, ah, oh, we'll do it again. And I was like, okay. So we're just waiting for her to lose the title. That's fine. It makes sense to me. You know, another company probably doesn't want their champion lo- uh, losing or winning or either way. And now you have that match. I would like to see this match. And I thought the match was enjoyable, but I think I'd like to see this match in the Hanan style of you know just like the 5 7 minute sprint that she mm-hmm. does very well because i think Inaba would be the best wrestler she's wrestled in that scenario but i do know that Inaba is also coming close to the 3 year limit so there's another reason she also probably didn't walk away here but i i think we've teased enough that Inaba is coming in one way or the other um they do have that tag match on new blood three next week. So they're not going, they're you know, they're not stopping anytime soon. Um how did you how do you like this match? It was it was a lot slower, but they were trying to get to that 15 minute time limit as you know.
0: Yeah, I, I thought there was lots of good stuff. Hanan is just kind of she there's so much stuff that she's like preternatural at that just sort of comes comes very natural to her as a wrestler instead of so just the fundamentals and um timing of things and everything like that that just sort of elevates a match um to another level in naba by contrast i feel is way more um on un, unfinished as as a product yeah, even agree. though she's two years older and she she's just she's just like but but at the same time, I think her her like highs are a lot higher than Hanan at this point. Who who, Hanan, who not, Hanan isn't like allowed to do anything all that crazy, so mm-hmm. that that's like understandable. But um, you know, th- throwing the big kicks and everything like that, and firing up and everything was 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 big for Inaba's part. Um, I didn't think this match was like great great, but right. I, I thought it was about the level uh, or a little bit higher of most of. Hanan's future mm. stardom defenses and uh, did did that break the defense record for it for this did. title? It so did. Hanan... In very
1: <laughs> cosmic angels fashion,
0: it broke it by <laughs> in a time limit draw. draw. Yes, yes, <laughs> and she'll and she'll get another one, I assume in in her next defense. <laughs> but um, but I mean that I that's feel. so that's huge. It tells me two things. It tells me number one, obviously, that I think that anybody who watches stardom knows this, but they are extremely high on. And on as a prospect and number yeah. two um stardom is honestly like kind of moving past this this title as a thing that that I think that they're gonna mm. constantly come back to um it, it they they just don't have the robust roster of wrestlers who can compete for it based on the rule set that they've uh, sort of ascribed to it like they have yeah. Hina and Rina yeah. they've had to expand um, yeah, pretty. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Rina. So they, they have Hina and Rina. And then, then outside of that, it's like Saray and outside Amosaki. of that, it's like. I can uh, Yeah, and, yeah and Mio Amasaki and Lady C. And that's like practically everybody who a year from now will be able to compete (laughs) for this title. Um, so unless they're bringing a lot more people in, um, the stardom used to be obviously huge on, on trainees and, and, and bring people up from the ground up. And now it feels like they're being way more selective about that as uh, lady C and, um, Amasaki are really the only two that they've done in the last couple of years. Uh, and now it's more, we're getting the big time free agents. We're getting people with potential, all that type of stuff that they, that they feel like they've seen in an, in an actual match setting. So I think that's, that's interesting too. Um, but yeah, I thought this was a really solid match and I can't wait to see, uh, I can't wait to see a Naba in stardom. They can just keep signing
1: people to the disliking of, you know, Joshi fans, they could yeah. He well, just keep yeah, in like,
0: they want. I mean, we'll see that in in the next match here of people <laughs> they're bringing in and all that. So yeah. yeah, it's it's part of the deal. But that's what happens when you when you constantly grow, you get new people. Yeah, I mean, how
1: a lot of people ask how can starter be different from last year? They had such a great year, and it is bringing in these groups and working with other. Um, promotions which i don't think a lot of people expected but you know we everyone like to call stardom the isolationist except there's a certain pro- there's a certain promotion elsewhere that does that a lot more uh, <laughs> but i will not get into that uh let's get to the next match utami sayakamitani azumi and lady c versus the cosmic color angels whatever you want to call them i have no idea what i think they're just saying they're, yeah,
0: they're just i think they're just, they're just cosmic angels, angels.
1: Oh, okay. Well, they did give the uh, Colors logo, which was, by the way,
0: crazy to see on Stardom. It's really like, weird, yeah. I was like, whoa,
1: <laughs> what am I what am I watching? Uh, Minasher Kawa Nagisayaka Saki and Hikari Shimizu. Um, I thought that Saki and Shimizu had solid outings. Um, you know, in the end, it was just Saki pinning Lady C, so like, whatever, but they did do a little bit of utami and Saki in there i thought they were entertaining together Mm -hmm.
0: yeah i thought thought that was the the best part of the matches when those two were in there together
1: seeing i don't i they've never wrestled before so i was impressed by that um that was definitely the best part of the match like you said uh it wasn't like anything to go out of your way and see necessarily, but it is interesting to see them work together. Uh, Saki and Shimizu did the dance at the beginning that they do, and they were already better than Waka at it. So that was funny, <laughs> even though Saki messed up halfway through and gave up. And I was like, I respect that. I absolutely. Respect that. <laughs> Fair um, enough. I, I like, I like Saki and Shimizu in stardom. They fit, they do fit, um, especially with who they're teaming with. It works. And, uh, I'm excited to see where they go as a team.
0: Yeah, I, I'm. I'm so glad to see Galaxy Punch and and Colors in general in Stardom because I think all of them have a lot of potential. They're all people who, if you're a Joshi indie fan, you just see them everywhere. Um, and I, I love I love how much they they bolster the Cosmic Angels as as a unit, who I think it was pretty much by far the most stale unit in Stardom until until this mm-hmm. happened. Um, just a little note here, um, Saki who. Of course, was announced for the five star later, yes. which is awesome. She is, um, if she gets signed, which I think is a pretty decent chance of happening, she, I think, immediately becomes the oldest member of the roster, unless you count Fuki and Death, who is you know technically a free agent uh, <laughs> or a freelancer, um, which I just I just think is very interesting. Like uh, Joshi is such it, it is completely like it's an appearance based medium yeah. a lot of the time, and it's so dominated by Younger the better. I mean, we're literally. I mean, the match before this was literally between two two teenagers, um, and so to be in your mid thirties and come in here and be a, a super hyped announcement for the most prestigious tournament in 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 like twenty first century Joshi history, <laughs> uh, I think is 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 really cool. So I, I just love little notes like that. Like if you follow Joshi really closely, you get to um, you get to these. Uh, sort of um, old standbys that they go by, and, and to see some of those get break, get broken, or at least, um, uh, or at least, I don't know, uh, resisted or, or or subverted a little bit is is really exciting. So I'm super glad that Saki's in the in this tournament, which we'll get to a little later. And uh, I, I just uh, I adore Galaxy Punch specifically yeah. in Stardom.
1: Yeah, want the tag uh, league run out of those two? I think that'd be a lot of fun. Um, even if you just keep it to big shows again, it's okay. Um, they don't they don't put a lot of teams in their tag league anyway, so it would work out really nice. But we had a captain's fall match, um, a lot of comedy here, but in the end, it was essentially to determine the next challengers for uh, the artists of stardom titles. and we saw Julia, Micah and Jamaica walk out despite mayu kogama and hazuki teasing that they wanted the match at the end of the steel cage but hilariously starlight like kid's like well you, you know you might have won a steel cage match but you need to win this random captain's song. <laughs> right you need
0: to win the match with
1: <laughs> fuking and death in it try yeah. that uh Fuki and death was the captain for the Oedo tie team she eliminated shuri So that's, I feel like that's worth noting. Uh, She eliminated Shuri because Shuri and Mayu were fighting on the top of the turnbuckle. And then Fuki and Death was doing her like death, death thing was about to go kick the corner and saw Shuri just turned around. She's like, oh, I'm just going to shove her, which truthfully, common sense, you should do that. Um, So it's like, whatever, Uh, they did play to comedy a lot in this match, um, but I mean, it's hard to get much bigger than Julia, Micah, and Jamaica challenging for the artist belts, which they will on July twenty fourth. Should uh, be a great match. Like yeah, yeah, and that's another one where you're like, well, it can go either way, and that's I think that's what you want
0: in those matches. So, uh, because, Saki's pinning somebody in that match. That, oh, that's yeah. exactly what's going to happen. Saki's going to pin like Micah with 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 that with the cradle, and it's going to you know it's it's going to be that. That's, Hopefully not a thirty minute draw.
1: No, no, no. That's (laughs) why I think these three as the champions are so perfect because you could put these super trios against them and they still have a chance because Saki beats everyone. It's believable. She's
0: such a a cheat code. She's She's, like a glass cannon. She'll get the shit kicked out of her. And if they're losing, she's the one who's losing. (laughs) But if there's winning, there's like an 80% chance she's the one who's (laughs) winning too. So, Yeah. yeah, I love it.
1: Um she's also I also like to call her like the best spoiler for like tournaments because of that and we're going to see that um but we keep teasing the five star. We're not we're not there yet. We're not there yet. But uh, <laughs> Julia micah Hameka will challenge at the July 24th pay-per-view. I believe that's Midsummer Champions in Nagoya and not the mm-hmm. Stardom in Showcase Volume 1 show which Saya Kawatani asked about and she got choked out by the Grim Reaper so you know, it's fine, whatever, because they, they do these weird things, and then Rossi's at ringside, so it's like, oh, so he's fine. Cool. Uh, <laughs> main event. We just talked about this match, but it's a different one this time. Tam Nakano versus Natsupoi, number two. Um, this time, no cage, just these two wrestling in the Cork and Hall main event. Um, I will go first here and say I thought this match was great. Not that I expected it not to be great. I mean, we're at the point where Tanda Kano kind of goes in there. I do expect greatness in her singles matches. Uh, this was a lot more about Natsupoi, in a sense. I really enjoyed the way they did it. At the beginning of the match, they were trying to throw each other through the cork and hall floor. Um, legitimately, Natsupoi's back made the loudest sound on the thump on the. Um, so. Tam pulled up the ring mat and just threw Natsupoi down. I was like, Yeah, ow. Like, it <laughs> was loud on the mat, but it was even louder on the ground. I was like, That's terrible. Um, they had a lot of creative spots in here in the early going, too. Like, Tam, was it Tam that choked Natsupoi in the like turnbuckle? Yeah. That was, yeah. that was great. Um, they're very creative, obviously, but. It did come down to, like, it did feel like the blood feud now. Like, you had that match on Sunday. You kind of have to come back and just be as just as physical because you went through that. And how can you make it that physical without a cage to support you? You, you know, you slap each other in the face nonstop. They were showing a lot of emotion. Um, they – this does annoy some people, but they hit every finisher, like – five like she hit the uh ferial gift the uh diving like moonsault type thing five mm-hmm, yeah. times she including... did it five times in a
0: row she was like yeah. I'm keep going <laughs> I'm gonna... i will not stop yeah
1: she kept doing that tam kicks out uh she did her ferial strain which is like a uh shut down suplex but she cross-armed not shut down shut down's uh Kedobia Harris. It's mm-hmm. not exactly that. She doesn't do the whole thing, but she does cross the arms. Really good looking move. I enjoy it. It's her, I think it's her new finisher or her main finisher now. Maybe it's not new, but that's her. It looks to be her main finish now. She hit that. She also hit the Twilight Dream on Tam. Uh Tam hit the Ferial Strain as well. Tam was getting her ass kicked in this match. Okay. She mm-hmm. took everything that Natsupoy had to give Natsupoy was just showing a lot of emotion like I can't win I can't beat her which was a good story to tell I thought um it's a very simple story again I I, we didn't have I don't think like super super duper advanced storytelling it was very simple of Natsupoy wants to win she needs to win because she loses another match to Tam then it's like, oh, so she's not, you know, climbing. She's not surpassing her. That's kind of the whole goal here is for Natsupoi to try to surpass Tam. That's kind of what they hinted at at the end, especially, yeah. um, which is good. And I think, you know, whenever Tam leaves, retires, which she said at the, after the match, she's never retiring. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> you, you can't talk about it in interviews and be like, I'm never retiring. But I think that's one of the goals in Tam's, you know, final year, months, whatever it may be get Natsupoy to that next level by having her beat her, which is, a, I think, a great use of someone on their way out. Um, but just really great. She ultimately wins after hitting a Violet Screwdriver and then the uh, Ferial Strain. Just really, really good stuff. Uh, how did you like this match? I think a lot of – this was, again, uh, by the way, another match that received a lot of praise. Some people said it was a lot better. Some people said it was better. Some people said it was worse. But overall, both matches received a ton of praise, which is great to see. I
0: thought this match was a a great Cork and Hallman event. Uh, Very physical, as you said. Um, It it literally just devolved into like bomb throwing for like the last seven, eight minutes for the oh, yeah. most part with all those you know twisting uh like like cartwheel splashes like i, I don't i don't know all the detailed names for the <laughs> the moves but um <laughs> the you know really the trap germans the release germans all that type of stuff um they're, they're just going back and forth and, and destroying each other for this um i uh i really liked some uh, I mean, there, obviously, you knew you were going to get like some crazy like slap exchange, which we got here. Um, I loved uh, the kick combinations that Natsu mm, Boy yes. was able to come up with. Like More she had those, some please. really cool like twisting thrust kicks yeah. and um, and all that type of stuff that looked really like violent and hard hitting. And so I hope she you know incorporates those. They're kind of hard to do because. Um, I think you kind of have to be in one of those like standing exchange strikes situations to hit them effectively. Um, it's not going to be something she can bust out just like a normal, like super kick would be or something like that. But, um, I thought, I I thought that was a really cool moment. Um, at the same time, I am baffled kind of that a lot of people thought this was better than the cage match. I I don't, I didn't think so at all. Um, like I thought there was some, um, a similar like one of the big criticisms of the cage match was that it was kind of quiet a lot of the time and i They're felt like this that's was true. yeah and that's what i'm saying is i i felt like this was just as quiet for the most part um and yet i, I haven't really seen that expressed as like a criticism here um and the it, it just I don't know. It, it was cool to see Natsupoy win, but I don't know if that's enough to like make it a, a better match or something like that to me. Yeah. I, I guess I don't, I don't really understand what about this match people are saying is like so much better than the, than the cage match. Um, and so um, it, it sounds like I'm being, being nitpicky, but I'm just trying to like situate, situate yeah. my thoughts, upon, uh, you know, along everybody else because i did think this match was a great main event and a, and a big moment for not to to get the singles victory against a top star at a cork and hall main event you know chris you know picture perfect super clean um in, in this match i just personally felt that like the match layout the variety of what was going on in there the um the the overall like tension and emotional aspect of the cage match was so far beyond this one uh, that um, I feel like I'm going to remember that a lot more than I'll, than I'll remember this one. But regardless, this was a fantastic match, and to do it two nights after such a violent, intense, and emotional encounter, I think uh, these two should be commended. They wrestled each other for a oh. total of 45 minutes over um, over two nights, uh, and that's, that's not easy to do, especially in matches like these. You, you know what
1: surprised me, I think, about the love for this match? It's that a lot of people said, it was a lot better i think that's what like stunned me is like oh you know if if you like that cage match you need to see this one because it uh, was you know so much better even better i was like was it i have them very mm-hmm. i have them around the same level i think there are things that i would have liked to see in both that would have made them better obviously like I, didn't, I i i you know i said oh people hate when they use a lot of moves and i don't really care But there could have been a little more creativity, I think, in the second match than just Natsupoi hitting every move in her – not even every move in her arsenal. She even hit the Backlash. Like, she hasn't hit that in a while, the, like, spinning, like, bomb type thing. It's not a power bomb, Mm -hmm. but it's like –
0: I love that. I I thought for sure if she was going to win that it was going to be with the – Like crazy spinning victory roll cradle that she does that she she didn't even hit that and that that was what one that was what got her the fallen like seven minutes in the Mm -hmm. in the cage match and um, so that was kind of interesting too
1: yeah I mean I liked both a lot Um, I don't have I, I I don't have either as my stardom match of the year but I will say that what these two did in a three day span. Very physical matches. They they made the, so now like it's funny. Now I feel like we're at the
0: point of blood feud. <laughs> you know, going <laughs> into it, I was like, I yeah, know, yeah. You know. there will it feels like there needs to be a rubber match some yeah. somewhere down there. Yeah. Like you can't just go one and one, and then they're not in the same five star block. And right. it's like, okay, well, all right, if we're going to get some resolution to this, like, yeah. like, like oh, pretty, we'll pretty de- handily in that
1: cage match, <laughs> even if she got the yeah. win back. So they're yeah. like, we'll decide this in the tag match. I was like, no, you won't. That's not how this works. Yeah. Like, you know, you don't have a steel cage, then a regular singles match. They'd be like, you know what? <laughs> we'll, we'll decide this in a tag.
0: Decided in a match, including Wakatsukiyama.
1: <laughs> but overall, uh, really, really entertaining stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I think they got the job done. Hell of a two night performance. Easily. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't
0: want to make it sound like I was right. um, being overly cruel because I I do think that if the first match hadn't existed, I'd be talking about this match like, mm. oh, man, like that was so killer and everything yeah. like that. So, yep, absolutely. Yeah, it, it's it, it's a win. It's a win win for everyone,
1: all fans. I think you know I understand if people liked one over the other it's fine that it's wrestling um i i just think they did everything in their power to make both work and make both very unique i mean obviously a cage makes things unique but they did make them very unique right it's like what well, the the cage match was a little slower in a sense in a good way i think i like the methodical mm-hmm. pace that they had in that um and you know it's funny i i actually these are the, I have, I never rewatch matches, but this is the first time I rewatch both. One because I watched the cage match so early that I was like, okay, I I need to I need to watch this again in a normal human being time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because with Tam matches, there are a lot to. She's just very unique in which she wrestles. So I I went back and watched that. I actually walked out of that one liking it better than I liked it the first time because I think I knew the rules at the point. So I was like, okay. I know I, I know what we're doing here, and then the second <laughs> and then when <laughs> I watched the Corican Hall match the second time, I actually liked it less than when I originally watched it, which is very weird. Um, but I just wanted to point that out. Very, but hell of hell of a performance by both of them. Um, but let's move on. We're gonna talk five-star blocks here and schedule because they dropped that right as we got into recording but it is worth noting that Tekla will still be out of action she will be missing this weekend and the pay-per-view next weekend so we wish her uh, all the best in getting better um i am happy that they're keeping her out um, with the i'm i'm sure she's feeling better but five stars coming you know you want her right. you want her there for that you don't want her to, mm-hmm. yep, that's way need, more important you don't need her in random tags um And we will be previewing Midsummer Champions, but it is also worth noting that New Blood 3 is this coming week as well, or next week to be exact, which has Mirai versus Suzu Suzuki on it, Julia versus uh, Miyu Amasaki, I believe, in the main event. That should be free on YouTube. They haven't officially announced that, but the first two have been. I don't know why you'd change it. Uh, I think they're just waiting to make sure they sell more tickets, truthfully, so people Mm. are like, oh, you know make sure you go which you know makes all the sense to me um but they'll probably announce that but another big show for stardom i enjoy their new blood shows they're not necessarily you know gonna give you match of the year contenders or well this time they might well not a contender not a contender but like a great great <laughs> match um yeah. which i think mariah and susan can give them
0: yeah, uh we we kind of went went detailed in it uh either last week or the week before. But yeah, that that Mariah Suzu match is so exciting. Um two wrestlers that I believe are are they in the same they are. Match? So yeah, that so, changes so we'll, a lot of
1: things, I think.
0: Yeah, so we'll get a rematch and it makes me way more confident that we're actually gonna get a finish here, mm-hmm. which is what I really want. Um and yeah, yeah, that's that's the big one, easily the biggest match in uh in, in New Blood history. So looking forward to that quite a bit. Yeah,
1: so before we preview the upcoming pay-per-view, I think it's time we talk a little five-star because this is very exciting. Um, They did reveal the blocks kind of randomly. They didn't do it at the Corkin Hall show. They just did it the day after, um, which, you know, usually they play... Last year, they played a big video with the reveal, but since they already revealed every participant, it's not shocking. They were like, here's the blocks. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's fine. Uh, And we got two... Uh, you know, it was, it was expected to be stacked because of just the names that we saw. But uh, let's go through each one here, starting with the Red Stars block. We have the same big threes of both. And I saw you point this out yesterday as well. They did keep the same big three names in it um, as they did last year. So Shuri, Tam Nakano, and Tommy Hai fill up the top of the Red Stars block much like they did last year with the Blue Stars block. And they are joined by Izumi, Kogama, Micah, Hameka, Tekla, Nagi Sayaka, Saki Kashima, Mai Sakurai, Risa Sara of Prominence, and Saki of Colors, who we said did get the final spot. Uh, all, the, all the mystery of who would get that final spot in the end it was right in front of everyone's faces <laughs> um you know everyone was like oh it might be uh some people had some wild ones like oh it might be tony storm and i was like that's eh, not yeah not gonna, yeah, be, storm. It's not gonna um, be tony storm <laughs> i was like oh maybe it'll be Kyrie," which was just crazy to me i to think she's gonna walk in and do you know 12 matches but it was a dream it was a dream um but yeah, it, it, it's, it's a block. It's a big block. This isn't the, to me, this isn't the better block, but it's still very, very good block. Uh, how do you feel about this red stars block as we prepare for a interesting run? Because I think when you're trying to pick a winner here, uh, you get a little more, uh, the other one's stacked in terms of like potential winners for the whole tournament. But this one's interesting. Cause I think it can go any, any
0: number of ways. It's interesting to say that I, i think this is like i'd be shocked if it's not utami coming out of, coming out of this block interesting. um I, I don't see anybody else in there who well, i would pick us uh, assume he, oh, go ahead i'm just thinking the two years ago they put Jamaica in the finals
1: i wouldn't be simple, mm-hmm. i wouldn't be shocked if they did
0: micah micah would be very interesting um the only reason I say that is just, uh, you just, there just has to be a way to get there. Like, mm. like Micah has been pushed as like an upper mid Carter. Mm. Um, but she, like like she's beaten new Tommy um, and, but beating Shuri and beating Tam and beating Risa, Sarah. And she doesn't obviously doesn't have to beat all of those, but beating all of those or beating some of those. And also essentially having to go undefeated against everybody else. Like that's so, so tough. Um, so uh, that, I mean, I I'm, I'm pretty confident and I won't get going to the, the whole preview here. Obviously we're going to we're going to do plenty of five-star previewing, but, um, for this, I'm just really looking forward to obviously those big three matches and everybody they match up with, um, Micah. I felt last year, last year's five-star was really where she blossomed into what she is now as a, as a, you know, just sensational sort of wrestler that you can sort of plug and play at any point. Um, Seeing Micah and Jamaica in the same block is great to me. Um, but this is definitely like feels like a powerhouse st- style style block mm-hmm. to me. With just yeah. there's going to be lots of really solid, excellent matches to watch. Uh, more than anything, I'm really intrigued to see what Risa, Sarah, and Saki do mm-hmm. in this tournament. Like Sarah, Sarah is a great uh, wrestler. She doesn't show it often because she generally opts for the hardcore stuff so to see her in just a straight up um just wrestling match like uh uh, context will be really interesting and those are some big matchups like risa sarah versus tam nakano is something that's like so it's like almost impossible to picture to me Mm -hmm. um so looking forward to that as well yeah this block feels very similar
1: to last year's red stars block in a lot of ways um in that the,
0: the other thing yeah the other thing sorry to interrupt is the um there are two very clear spoilers in this one that can make oh, yeah. it that can win on any night in Azumi and, and saki Kashima. um mm-hmm. oh and even kogama to a certain yeah, extent too um <laughs> yeah so yeah there's plenty of high speed in this uh, in this block so um with that being said, like uh, after seeing that, I do think now there's maybe a little bit more of a of a path to somebody outside of those, outside of Utami specifically, but even outside of those those big few um, to sneak into the finals there. But yeah, yeah, I mean the the fact that this block could is considered the weaker block is like it's incredible because there's so point. many awesome singles <laughs> matches that uh, and, and permutations you can have here.
1: Yeah, including the the winner from last year Shuri, who had you know a great run um I'm, I'm very excited for a lot of these matches but of course we will preview it uh, in full effect um in the coming weeks but the blue stars block is as follows: mayu iwatani julia wonder of stardom champion Saya tani starlight kid momo watanabe hazuki saya ida natsupoi mina Shirakawa, hanan mirai Ami Sarei and Suzu Suzuki. I think a lot of people were kind of like sitting on the edge of their seat, hoping that Julia and Suzu Suzuki would, in fact, (laughs) be in the same block. And, boy, do I have wonderful news for those who don't know yet, uh, which we'll get to in a second with the reveal of the schedule. But it's hard to have a more stacked block than this. Like, yeah, you got your Mina Shirakawa's and Ami Sarei's in there, but for the most part, it's just
0: like like it. It, I mean, it's crazy. (laughs) like you have every, every night to... you every night you have to have if they did a match you know a schedule where every every blue block wrestler wrestled on every night like obviously with one extra because mm. it's an odd number you would have to have some matchup between mayu Julius, Saya, starlight kid momo and hazuki um oh. Every single night oh at, you know, God. at infinitum, at, at minimum of one, and to, <laughs> because they're literally half the block. You, it's multiple on most nights. Yeah. So th- that's just like unbelievable. And that's not even including like Ida and Atsupoi and Mirai and <laughs> all I, these people.
1: One of the things I love about this is that they put Hana in, in such a stacked mm-hmm. block that you can only learn from this, right? Like, you can only learn from these big matches. I think it'll be interesting to see her face Mayu. Um, Julia is probably going to be very mean
0: to her, but it's okay. Um, this, <laughs> well, one it's of the... Just,
1: oh, it's crazy.
0: Good. Oh, one of the things, we- I, when, when we do our our, our big old preview is that yeah. I wanted to bring in like, you know, underrated matches that mm-hmm. we're excited to see, like matches that probably won't be main events and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And the first, the, the match that made me think of that was Hanan versus Mayu. Um, yeah. Because it's, it's essentially, future Mayu <laughs> against, uh, <laughs> against current Mayu. Um, and obviously stars intro faction and uh, Hanan somebody with a ton of potential, but also somebody they've been very careful about mm-hmm. in not putting her in any circumstance. That's, that's beyond what they perceive to be her level or her ability at that time. And so this is a, a major opportunity for her to get a ton of experience, but yeah, I mean, these blocks are just, are just preposterous, um, off, off the top. It definitely feels either, uh, Feels like either Julia or Mayu in this Mm -hmm. one for me, Um, and that's assuming Saya comes in as the white belt champion, which I think she will. Um, But it's obviously not without not outside of the realm possibility the Starlight Kid, Momo, even Hazuki, and even a tiny chance of Suzu in there as well to uh, to to be a contender there.
1: I feel pretty confident Suzu Suzuki is going to be contending um i felt this way
0: going based on this. is it based on the the matchups on the final well night?
1: i actually felt i felt that way because of the potential matchups once we got the blocks i was like okay there's a chance here but now that we have matchups which we're going to talk about real quick here we're not going to go over the whole schedule because i'm not going over 156 matches <laughs> <laughs> but but I think it's worth noting the uh, so they they have two Oda War shows, one Yokohama Budokan, and then the final show at like the Olympic Stadium or whatever. Um, and I just feel like it's worth noting a couple matches here. Um, I'll, I'll we'll, we'll go over the first two days too, just real. Yeah. Quick. We're not going to preview them, but we're going to just give some general thoughts. So here is the first day, the opening round for the Five Star Grand Prix. Right off the bat, this is the bottom match. This would be the first match to open it up. Starlight Kid versus Suzu Suzuki. Hmm. Oh, just you know, we, I'll take it. <laughs> uh, Ami Saray versus Saya Ida. So a match between the that's the that's the finals of the uh, of the qualifier tournament. Yeah, I kind of like that they're doing that right off the bat. So it kind of feels like it is the finals in a way. Just be like, ah, oh, who 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 got it done? Uh, Mayu Iwatani versus Miraï. That's a, that's a different one. Julia versus Hazuki. Jeez. Uh, oh, okay. That, that they've teased that one enough. I think in the past mm-hmm. couple of yeah, months, I'm glad that's we're getting it. Vicious. Uh, Tekla versus my Sakurai. Unagi Sayaka versus Saki.
0: Um, you know, they've had some fun comedy in the past. <laughs> they also look just very similar in terms of their they gear really and do. they're, they're both extremely tanned and everything like that should yeah. be a lot of fun.
1: Utami Haya versus Hameika, a big match that we have. they've actually held back since that final, uh, mm-hmm. a former five-star final, so that's cool. Mika versus Risa Sara, a match that they've both wanted. And interesting enough, because yeah. of the past couple of years, the main event is Shuri versus Izumi. Very interesting. Uh, that is a
0: match that Shuri has lost two years in a row. Yeah, no, counting. no, Stardom wrestler has beaten Shuri more than Zumi has. Um, what a crazy fact! <laughs> which is yeah, like preposterous. Like Shuri's lost like like very few times <laughs> yeah. in Stardom. Um, so I mean, the, this is Hasumi, Me in the main yeah. event with all this talent is like obviously a, a major indicator of of their faith in her and and the idea of that they've built this matchup as being a big deal for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, very much, I mean looking forward to the show i do think it's interesting and i i want to i want to talk about maybe get more into it a little bit later but uh, well maybe not this specifically couple things i think it's interesting that they're not just ordering the matches in like order of importance yeah. um i almost disagree with the the way they do that i think least important to most important just the straight up order and whatever mm. they think that is is, is fine I to me um I much prefer that over like having like a Tekla versus my Sakurai halfway through no, when yeah. um, it can build. And I feel like that's what like the the building is what they did last year. And those two opening shows were like two of the best received stardom shows like ever. Um, so I uh, that that's my one little nitpick. My other one here is 15 minute time limits. Yes, um, which is a major change it was always traditionally 15 minute time limits uh in 2020 they changed it to 20 last year it was 20 <clears throat> this year it's back to 15 and i don't like that at all um i think there's like Utami versus Shuri is, is is a match that is so based on like this slow yeah. pace and building and building to like some crazy finish. And I just think about how dramatic the, the Micah versus Utami match was last year, for example, as they went up against that 20-minute time limit and Micah won it with like 13 seconds to go or something like that. And 15 minutes, it just it just feels with all these premier matchups julia versus suzu and um, mayu versus momo and all this type of stuff like to limit it to 15 minutes it just feels it feels like they're trying to save these matches for actual pay-per-view yeah. title matches and I, I don't know that's not what that's not what new japan does with with the g one now that you know they let the wrestlers go all out and this this feels limiting and it also feels like it's going to be a lot more time limited draws so i'm um, a little bit disappointed with that
1: Um, Some ways that I do see it is that it hurts certain matches like Shuri versus Tommy for like an example, as you said, but there are people that work the fast pace. And if you go back to last year's matches, there are a lot that are sub 15, but I, (laughs) I understand like where you're coming from of like, especially like say that final day where you have the 20 minute, you know, draw between Takumi and Shuri, and then she has to wrestle later. Um, five minutes is a big difference. Um, I, you know, I believe in this roster, but I, I, I get what you're saying of like the change. It could be big, right? It could be definitely big and there will be a lot more draws. I think that's kind of, I kind of, I think that's why it's changed more than anything truthfully. Um, but We'll see. I guess we'll see yeah, how. We'll, yeah, yeah, we'll all see how it, how it plays out in terms um, of the actual
0: match quality. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, again, I believe in a lot of this roster, and, um, not some, It's it's funny because so many of them don't wrestle longer than fifteen minutes usually, um, like the main eventers do, right? Like that's yeah constant. They're past fifteen, but I I think it's interesting. Um, how will they work? These matches because, like, on these big shows, you know they're going to go all out. It's just a matter of how much do they. Um, and I guess we'll have to wait and see. But Ode Award day number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is also obviously an important date. Ami Saray versus Suzu Suzuki, Mina Shirakawa versus Momo Watanabe, Saya Kamitani versus Starlight Kid. So, a rematch from the upcoming uh, Wonder of Storm title match. Julia versus Mirai, a that's kind of been one they've hold, held on to because you know <laughs> Mirai did leave TDM, so that should be good. Risa Sarah versus Saki, that's there you go. It's a catch the two. wave rematch. I yeah. <laughs> uh, I do I I'm really interested to see how they do on like these this big stage. I know Risa Sarah's had big stages before, but Saki
0: I don't think has had many. Yeah, no, not no, not really. She's just kind of in indie and actress girls for a long time. Yeah. So very intrigued to see how much
1: she goes all. Out. You know, if you want to talk about people that I think can benefit from a 15-minute time limit, I think Saki is one of them actually. Um because oh. I think when she gets fired up, she's really entertaining with like her big boots and whatnot. And I think if she's forced to sprint a little, because I'm not at like super duper high on Saki necessarily but i think she can she can work when she has the right opponent um so we'll see there Koguma versus tecla that won't even touch 15 minutes so they'll probably be like eight <laughs> you know just, they're <laughs> gonna go high speed uh tan nakano versus Hameka that's a different one and the main event shuri versus utami the rematch in the year's shortest match
0: ever so it's actually, so weird to, to even shortest,
1: think because of- they did have a
0: cinderella match before yeah, it's true. It's so weird to even think of that as like a 15-minute time limit match. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just almost inconceivable. I'm really interested to see what they what they, what they they do here. Um, yeah, I mean, these are... It's it's just like... <clears throat> to me, outside of the main event uh, on, on night two, this yeah. just feels like a match where they completely just like drew... Or a show where they just drew names out of a hat pretty much randomly <laughs> to yeah. um, pick the matches. And it's like great still. They have a lot of uh,
1: big dates this year, like big arenas. Like they're doing Cork in like five or six times. So mm -hmm. I do like that they're saving big matches for those too, if that makes sense. Because last year they loaded up those first two days.
0: Yeah, yeah, I do too. Yeah, Um, the and it's just like thirteen members per block. Like they're gonna have prelim tag matches too, and all that type of stuff. Like these are gonna be massive shows. Um, because they always try to get every wrestler that on the card that they can. So th- the these are just going to be the time limit change for that final
1: thing. Mm-hmm. because yeah, they get everything on there. Plus the final. Um, all right. Well, they have a Yokohama Budokan show in the middle of all this. I don't know if anyone knew that, but they do. Um, <laughs> they're doing only five matches. So I do expect uh, Shuri is not, Involved, so if she's champion, she could definitely be defending her title, which would be interesting. Uh, but the five are Sayaka Watani versus Suzu Suzuki that's a big one, Mayu Iwatani versus Julia. Jeez, oh, okay, this is a big show. Uh, Nagi versus Risa Sarah that's Hameka hmm. versus Saki and it says it's the main event. I don't know yet. Of course, maybe things change by then because Mayu and Julia feels like it should be. Um, but Otami and Azumi. I don't know if these are all in order. They do say like these can change for a reason, and I think that would be one of the ones where Mayu and Julia would main event if
0: there's no title yeah, match pretty, on there. Pretty confident that the, that's the that's the main event of uh, of this show. I just I just see um, like uh, there's like I don't hazuki and koguma aren't listed on this card and so i i definitely think for a, a big arena like this you could include like a tag title match mm. or something like that and mm. um and have them defend those because i'm trying to look at like um yeah there's no there's no uh none of the the oeta tai people are, are booked on this on this show yeah, so- um so you could easily do like against like Momo and Saki or something like that. Saki yeah. Kashima. So yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do there because yeah, only five, that's a lot of talent to leave off in, in terms of big matches that mean a, a lot of stuff for Yokama Budokan, which mm. uh, is going to be one of the biggest arenas they, they run uh, all year. Yeah,
1: they also did, and I, oh. I forgot to say this earlier, they did announce a pay-per-view for the middle of August that isn't a five-star show. Um, it oh, is weird. on August 21st.
0: They're wow. just doing a normal pay per view. Um, so it's, it's it's the day after a, a five star day where they have eight matches already. Yeah, invested.
1: the soccer show. Wow, huh. jeez, that which includes Suzuki versus Suzu Suzuki, for example. Yeah. Ooh, that should definitely be an event. Uh, but uh, we will go over the final day here. We won't because I think that's always important. Uh, just kind of before we, you know, we'll be doing a very, very big preview, which by the way, keep an eye out for that announcement in the coming days. But I think this is obviously good for people to start thinking of what potential finals will be and block finals, um, because they have a loaded show here. Uh, Mirai versus Sayida in a rematch from their uh stardom world climax match, which I thought was really good, not um. Natsupoi versus Mina Shirakawa, Hazuki versus Momo Watanabe, potential block final. Um, Sayakamatani versus Ami Surai, Mayu Iwatani versus Starlight Kid. I feel like that's another potential block final. Geez. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one everyone's been waiting for, Julia versus Suzu Suzuki, will indeed happen on the final day. So. Lots of potential there. Azumi versus Saki Kashima. Nagi Sayaka versus Tekla. Tam Kano versus Saki. Mika versus Hamika, Utami versus Koguma. Hmm. And
0: Sherry like versus Risa Sarah. This, this show has so many intriguing matchups. Yeah. And I love that I, frankly, have no idea where they're going to go with it based <laughs> on this booking. Like like For most tournaments, especially New Japan, you see what's what the matches are on the final night and you're like okay i know who's going to be in contention here yeah um this gives me practically no <laughs> indication outside of like you obviously knew that that probably julia versus suzu and Mayo versus starlight kid are are matches where julia and Mayu are probably going to be in block contention and suzu and, and kid are probably going to try to be spoilers and that's and, and could contend themselves of course mm. outside of that like there's there's like nothing here that I mean Sherry versus Risa Sarah is obviously a huge match, um, but uh, I don't think Shuri is gonna like win her block assuming she's still champion right. going to that like maybe Risa Sarah does but but then it's like is Risa Sarah going to beat Shuri after already challenging for the title and all that type of stuff. So, and then Utami, who I think is like as, as slam dunk as anybody in this tournament to make a block final um, Koguma. is it's just against, Ko- it's just Kogama who feels like could be a, a, a spoiler. Like she's like yeah. baked in to be a spoiler. Um, so there's so much going on here. Um, even and, and just exciting matchups outside of that too. Like Tame Nakano and Saki is, is two wrestlers with very similar sort of, um, wrestling philosophies and styles and and everything like that. And obviously, they're currently stablemates, too. Um, so that's huge as well. Mizuki and Momo is just a, a classic matchup oh. that always delivers. Um, and, I mean, th- there's just so much great stuff here. They like, Natsu Boy versus Mina Shirakawa is, is former TJPW. Um, there's so much going on. And I, I, I love the booking of this final night. I I can't... I almost hate like planning ahead and looking at the final night for big tournaments like these, because I always feel like I'm going to get spoiled in some manner. I do not feel like I've been spoiled at said, all. did not looking allow at, you to at this. do that. Yeah. Nope. Not at all. Which is very
1: appreciated,
0: but uh, we'll, we'll have a big preview
1: coming up for that uh, where we, you know, go over a lot of different,
0: you know, favorite, uh, potential favorite matches, winners, MVPs. We're gonna do a massive, massive preview, everybody. So so stay tuned for that.
1: Yeah, very exciting. And oh man, that final night looks great. I just love how they do that. And like for example, you said like how Starlight Kid might play spoiler last year. It was Mayu playing spoiler for Starlight Kid. Right. So I I think it was definitely an opportunity to flip the switch on that one have Mayu uh be in contention i think that would be best going into the final night um but all right let's finish up our stardom conversation because they (laughs) you know they load us up we got a pay-per-view next saturday and in in hopes of you know getting this out to the free feed for all to hear we're going to preview it now so stardom midsummer champions this is an interesting show they are very close to selling out this venue by the way um, if you they keep sending out like tweets, they only have they who oh, they're like they have a waiting only like a a standing like seat. Oh yeah, like for later like standing that's, room only. Yeah, that's like wait. So they're waiting on that, but like they have like three sec four sections left, and they're all very limited. So really good job by them that they might sell out a two thousand per uh, capacity arena right now i think that's and with the card that's just really two matches in some ways
0: yeah Um, Uh, yeah super super intrigued by this card um and and i love the the structure of um of just just building it around those final two matches so yeah let's get into it so as i said tecla is off the card
1: so the opening match has been changed to lady c versus hina versus yuko sakurai
0: that is (laughs) going to be so weird (laughs) <laughs> it's like just like so weird to even think about. Like, I can't, I can't even <laughs> picture that.
1: Yeah. It, it, there's no reason to predict who wins that.
0: Uh, Yuko Sakurai is
1: the person that was added to that match. Uh, she was removed from the DDM versus Cosmic Angels match. So, tough break for her with the Tekla injury. Um, but it is what it is. Maybe, maybe they'll give her a win. Maybe they'll make, a, make it up to her. She won't have to lose <laughs> to Lady Sierra <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yuko Sakura, <laughs> the only wrestler on this show that I've given a five-star match to this year. So uh we'll uh so the five-star we'll
1: master. That. What can she get out of Lady C and Hina? <laughs>
0: <laughs> she, Maybe, maybe two, maybe she'll get two. We'll
1: see. Yeah. You never know. Yeah, maybe. Uh future of stardom championship. Hanan will defend against Wakasukiyama because they added to the card here on the website, changed the title match at Hanan's request. So that people are like, "Why is why yeah? Why right
0: is she? She's never won." They're like, "Listen, we, yeah. we have a reason. It's because Hannah, Hannah said so. She wants to because our, our, our child champion decided she wanted the match." Um. Yeah, I I really hope they don't do the walk of here. I would hate it. I though. it's just I I knowing, so Hanan is. Um, she's she's surpassed the like year requirement by far and she turns 18 in just a couple months and so i worry that, that this is what they're gonna do actually um uh, i also think there's a possibility she loses to ami saray in the five star and then that becomes the match and then saray wins it from her mm. um but um yeah i really hope Hanan doesn't doesn't lose here. It should be entertaining to see whether Waka does get that win, but I think there's there's a better choice for Hanan to lose this title to in Saray. And I think there's a better choice for Waka to get her first win against, and that's My Sakurai. So hopefully that's what they do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I when they announced there was gonna be a title match, I was like, uh, please don't do it. No, <laughs>
0: like I, I, I know
1: you like to be crazy, Rossi, but please don't do it. I don't think they will. I think it's just a way for Hana to pad stats. I think she's also teased a match with the just tap outs Aoi. And they have a, you know, they obviously have the tag match the day before mm-hmm. this. So that could be, you know, she could beat Waka. Maybe they'll do that match next. Um, seeing that she might be in the area, you know, just have her walk out at the end like uh Inaba did not be like, Hey, I challenge you. You know, very simple. Very simple things to do, uh, but let's move on. Utami Hayashida and Miyu Amasaki team against
0: Mirai and
1: Ami Sorei.
0: Yeah, this should be just a good, solid under undercard tag. should Should be plenty of showcase for Amasaki and Sarei in there. Um, and Tommy's, outside of, oh, go ahead. Utami's
1: unimportance.
0: Oh yeah, well yeah, she's gonna lose another pay per view match here. Like insane. <laughs> she, she, they really are like. This almost makes me think even more that she's gonna be in the in the like easily the favorite for me to win the five star. um So, yeah, I mean th- this this is um, she, she's gonna lose here because I, I don't think Amasaki's team. You know, I think she's Amasaki's taking the fall to Marai or even Saray. In this one, um, so yeah, her, her pay per view record continues to uh, to drop after losing this this weekend too. So oh. if she loses here, she'll be one eight, one, eight and one, and one. <laughs> yeah, oh. which is uh, just incredible to think about. But um, once the five star happens and we get some pay per views in there, I think she's going to be winning some of her matches in that <laughs> one. It's hard to say, but yeah, yeah, I mean it's an interesting strategy. Uh, they, this could technically turn
1: into a tag title match uh, because FWC is defending against oh. Mirai and Ami Serae this coming weekend on the Eddie Osaka Arena show, which, I, by the way, I like that they're making that kind of where they defend titles for now, uh, tag titles while they have all this stuff going on. Just keeps the house shows interesting, which yeah. is always appreciated. Um, speaking of house show matches, Mayu Yutani, <laughs> Koguma, Hazuki, and Saya Iida, Faced the Oedotai team of Saki Kashima,
0: Ruaka, Rina, and Fuki's death. <laughs> yeah, When <clears throat> when you have um, Starlight Kid and Momo Watanabe in, in big singles title matches, it kind of leaves the rest of mm. Oedotai uh, <laughs> not much in terms of a match. So th- this will be nothing. This will be like comedy with and death and a lot of stuff like that. And Saki Kashima will get a really close near fall on like yeah. Hazuki towards the end. And that'll yeah. be it.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. And stars will win. So don't you worry. Anyone that's worried that stars might win, I don't know why you're worried in the first place. Uh, Full scale competition illumination match. That is what this is called. It's just, I think it's just a tag. Um, Tan <laughs> Nakano, Mina Shirakawa, Unagi Sayaka, Saki, and a Hikari Shimizu versus the DDM team of Julia, Micah, Ameka, Natsupoi, and Mai Sakurai. This is the by the way, this is the tag match that Tam and Natsupoy said they would decide their rivalry between and I laughed. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> yeah um, it should be good. yeah, we gotta it should be a good match it's it's elimination, so it's probably the over the top rules stuff, which is like I think a little bit played out at this point yeah, um, a lot. yeah and just like but adding people like Saki, who has who's great, but in my opinion, but has nothing to do with this feud, right? Or Himeka uh, into a match like this. Like it kind of waters it down to me. It'll be interesting to see what they do here. Like maybe everybody just gets eliminated and, or maybe the rule is the final two have to, you know, it has to be pinfall or submission. It becomes Tam and Natsu boy, something like that. could could happen but um i really hope that that the tam and not stuff is the absolute focus of the match and everybody else is here to just sort of bolster the the uh the music between the notes and make it um make it really engaging uh outside of that yeah yeah um
1: again it's just a way to get everyone on the card but it's, again, yeah, right. I, I I welcome the color's involvement on these big shows now. And, of, of course, with Saki and the five-star, it's a little more important. But, cool, nonetheless. Let's get to our title matches. Izumi defends against Kogo. I don't think Momokogo has much of a chance. But I'm very nope. interested to see how she does because there's a decent chance she could kind of fall behind in a sense. You know, you're, you're wrestling Izumi who is – faster than you know anyone i momo kogo i don't know if she's necessarily one that i expect to keep up but it's a real big test for her
0: yeah this is a big match for i mean it's the biggest match of kogo's career um almost certainly challenging for this high speed title um i think i think kogo should do okay in this one i think she's gonna i think she's gonna be able to keep up and azumi is like as rock solid as they come and she'll make it she'll make it work i hope I hope they lean away from like the really wacky contrived high-speed stuff, which is like, has kind of been a a part of starting that I haven't loved as much as a a lot of people this year. Like people raved about the starlight kid match and the Mesa match. And I thought both, I thought, well, I thought the starlight kid match was great. Um, I didn't think it was like a match of the year contender. And I didn't think the May match was great. Um, Like a lot of people did mostly because of just all the contrived, um, high speed like spot stuff where they're getting the ref involved and they're just kind of running around <laughs> to a certain extent not actually like doing a wrestling match um, hopefully you know potentially Kogo being in there and being less experienced means that Ozmi has to wrestle a more traditional match style even though it obviously is for the, the high speed championship and I think Kogo is, is solid enough even at this stage in her career to easily hold her own I mean she trained Lucha Libre in, CM- in CMLL last summer um, she actually trained under Tsukasa Fujimoto for a while, like who is like as good as they come at high speed. So I think she'll, I think she'll be able to, to hold her own here, but this is the biggest match of her career.
1: Yeah. She's also training with Hazuki now. So. You know, right. He's, yeah. He's she's under
0: Hazuki reluctant teacher. Um,
1: <laughs> so, well, I, I guess my point is like, you know, you have the stars team works out together. Like they all work together and mm-hmm. my both mayu hazuki kogama i feel like you can get some pointers from all three of them high speed wise uh but you know you just named the long list so i think it should be fun i think i think kogo could surprise people um it's just you know i'm hoping Izumi slows herself down a little bit you know in a, in a lot of ways because she does Once she gets going she just kind of doesn't slow uh stop but it should be a lot of fun it's Obviously not even close to the biggest match on this card because they got maybe, you know, on paper for me, it might be my favorite doubleheader that Stardom's had because these are the two title matches I wanted the most all year. Um So Sayaka Itani defends the wonder of Stardom Championship against star-like kid. Worth noting, we do know that Kairi cha- is, well, she didn't challenge, but she's hinted, at wanting to go for that wonder of Star and title and facing saya Kamatani. So there's obviously a chance she shows up after this match. Um, but there's also that, I guess that cast of doubt if starlight kid can win or not, but I expect a fantastic match between these two.
0: This should be awesome. Two rising stars, two people that it, it would not be out of the question in a couple of years to see them as like the two essentially faces of the company. Um, Big time match for, for these two. Uh, I agree that the Kyrie involvement does, um, it, it does make it to me feel extremely unlikely that Starlight Kid has a chance in this match, which is disappointing because mm-hmm. before that, I would have thought Starlight Kid had almost even like a 50-50 shot here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just because it, it's, you know, she's been she's been a heel for a year now, right? Um, she's been this more, more pushed, Character in Oedo tie for that long, and she outside of um, you know a quick uh, a, a quick goddess reign and and a, a current artist reign, she hasn't really gotten much in the terms of uh, gold to back it up, um, and it feels like okay wait they obviously see so much potential in here because she's always putting these massive matches. Like she's always a representative for the new Japan stuff. When, when they show there, she's all over new blood. Of course, she's the one who they sent to the, uh, Corken hall anniversary show. Like there's obviously something here with, uh, with starlight kid um, where they think she's going to be a top, top star at some point. And I, I want it to, I'm just waiting for them to pull the trigger on it and make yeah. her one of the, one of the top two champions. Unfortunately, the Kyrie stuff, again, like I said, does make it a little bit unlikely, but kid and, and Sire are such great wrestlers that even with that, they're going to get me into, into, this match, no problem. And mm-hmm. I'm going to bite on some near falls and um, it should be really exciting from start to finish. I can't wait for this one.
1: Yeah. Starlight kids two for two in my book for great uh wonder of stardom title challenges. She had two last year, one against Julia, one against Tam when she just became a heel. Uh,
0: yeah. So I, I thought the Julia one was quietly like one of the yes.
1: best stardom matches all year. I yep. agree. Um, I, I do miss the days of champion Julia. It's been a long,
0: it's been a long time. Well, uh, it's so funny that just a year and a half ago that, a Julia starlight kid match for the, the, the wonder belt, like for a major belt was a cork and hall match, um, yeah. which w- would just never happen anymore. That, that would be like a Yokohama Budokan match or a Nagoya match or something like that.
1: Yeah. That, that could potentially main event the show, you know, because they do the mm-hmm. wonder matches uh, in the main events now, but I, I expect this to be, you know, fantastic and starlight kid often shows up to the, to the, Level that she needs to for these big matches, I think. I think one interesting thing for me is that she is one of their most popular wrestlers, like just in terms of like last year, was it Shu Pro or Tokyo Sports? They released like the big list of most popular wrestlers in Japan, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was number one for stardom, uh, so I think that's obviously worth remembering like there's obviously they're high on her but if you know people want to see her win and be in these big matches and love her then there's a reason she's here uh they're gonna pull that trigger eventually it's just i don't yeah. think it will be this one unfortunately uh though i would welcome it because i always like change why not Starlight like it would be a great champion yeah
0: it's like no, no star fan is going to be disappointed with either result here
1: no and in the main event The World of Stardom Championship is on the line in a five-star Grand Prix final rematch as Shuri faces Momo Watanabe. Uh, I want to say that the excitement for me in this match comes in the form of this is the first time in Shuri's reign that you could sit there and be like, you know, the title could change. Am I not? But it could, you know, they had that. Yeah, you had that back-to-back Julia Mayu. I was gonna
0: say, yeah, I was encounter. gonna say the Mayu, the Mayu match. I did think that there was a, a decent chance, but um, yeah, this outside of the, you know, the major like like sumo hall, you know, right. style shows. This is the the first one where I've been like, okay, all right, this could happen.
1: Yeah, and and to credit those matches, I think a lot of it also had to do with back-to-back days of just fighting like you know, the titans of stardom. Like, you're right. like oh well. I mean, she shouldn't probably beat them both, but she did, of course. Um, Momo obviously is someone that a lot of people want to see as champion, myself included. I don't know if that's now. I don't. I'm not going to predict her to win because oh, why would I do that to myself? I I do think Shuri does win <laughs> here, but it, it's even the you know having that doubt going into the match that you're going to bite on every near fall. You're going to. You know, you're going to watch closely. and But their match last year is one of my favorite matches from last year, the, the five-star final. And if they can capture that with now Momo being the heel, and not, this is very important, do not overdo the heel stuff, please. And They haven't. I will say, Starlight mm-hmm. Kid Momo yeah, matches, sure. they never really do. They're very focused on just like, hey, the only heel stuff I'm going to do is bring on a wrench, which, by the way, I do expect that wrench to come into play. I expect her to put it in her boot. And if there's a <laughs> way for Shuri to lose, it'd be getting kicked in the skull with a wrench. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Kicked in the skull with a wrench, hit Peach Thunder, Momo wins. I'm just saying. There's potential there. Uh, but it has all the intrigue. It has all the excitement. It's two of the best. Stardom has going. It should be an awesome main event
0: their uh, their interactions and some preview tags have been just stellar oh, to yeah. just it immediately like like the tone of these house shows just completely changes when when they tag in mm-hmm. and it and it's them against each other like um it's so easy to tune out some of these house so, house show mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. um and uh, it's not easy to do it when it's those two in there together um i'm like i think i've mentioned this on the show before i'm like five percent lower on shuri than like a lot of people yeah. are um uh she is kind of like I don't know, like faceless to me as a champion. Um, where she's just so dominant that mm-hmm. it's um, there, there's there's very little to like bounce off of when it comes to her opponents. So that's why, like a match like the Mirai match or the Himeka match, like they made they were very good matches, yeah. But they weren't particularly memorable matches, mm-hmm. if that makes I sense. So. Where, um, and so the. The real, like, the real memorable stuff has come in in matches that are completely unique, or of course, an, an all time classic with with Utami, um, and uh, <laughs> right, <unfair>. yeah, right. <laughs> so, so this is um, I I would I would want a, a Momo Watanabe win here. Yeah, I think it would. I think it would be like. It's obviously not. It's not shocking enough that it's like preposterous that she would win Mm -hmm. but it is shocking enough that it it would be like a major jolt in the arm i think uh to the to this promotion not that it necessarily needs it but but i think you get what i'm saying with Mm -hmm. um stardom if the if there's a fault to their booking it's that they're extremely predictable um to a fault to the point where they don't like beating people they don't uh, they don't like giving you know big upsets or anything like that unless it's just set up a title match where that that upset is then rectified um i would love momo to win here and i'm not even like particularly like one of the momo like super yeah, fans like, like some people are yeah right <laughs> exactly um but i i do think that i also just think i'm a huge subscriber and i think i mentioned this on a show a couple of weeks ago i'm a huge subscriber to the belief That going into a big round robin tournament, it's always a cool idea Mm -hmm. to make somebody champion who maybe isn't one of your top two or three stars um, because then your champion can still lose like feasibly um, and not be in contention for or not not have to be forced, you know, shoehorned into a block final or something like that, uh, or or the final of the tournament. and and, and it, you don't have to rely on like crazy flash pins like by Saki or Azumi or something like that uh, to, to make that happen. Because I think Shuri, she's been so, so dominant yeah. that outside of Utami in her block, like it's it's really difficult to see her losing a match clean unless it's a flash pin from Azumi or, or Saki. Uh, and so that that's that's interesting to me i if, if i'm booking i would book a momo title win here i think the fans adore momo as well or at least the international fans do i don't really have a, a perspective on, on how these uh, people a lot of people
1: off with the wrench stuff in, in and <laughs> well that's understandable so so, um, so maybe
0: uh, you yeah, know you go
1: with the pure heel champion that people want to boo could be mm-hmm. different different for
0: them who you know they don't often have a yeah and they, they just haven't done that like they've had baby face champions forever now i mean <laughs> I uh, it's been years and years that since yeah, they've yeah, had a, a you know probably since Kagetsu, uh and yeah. even of course Kagetsu became a, a sort of anti-hero babyface mm-hmm. towards the end there um so i'm super intrigued by this matchup i i really can't wait for this is probably outside of the julian mayu matches the uh the shuri world title match i am most anticipating yeah. uh and um, I, I'm really gonna be in, in Momo's cor- corner mm-hmm. in this one. I also just think a long title match is kind of overrated in my opinion, or a title reign, I should say is kind of overrated in my opinion. If it's time, it, it's time. if If you think it's like the right call and it's gonna add interest to your promotion, then then make it happen. Um, to me, outside of the uh, to, to me there's there's just like not much more for sure to do. She's beaten everybody uh, and whoever eventually beats her, whether that's um maybe maybe that's Julia or something like that, I mean, we've already had that match, so um th- this is this is what I would do here, but uh we'll see, I'm not gonna predict it, but I do think it's well within the realm of possibility yeah. i my hope is mo, my expectations,
1: Shuri. I do think it's worth saying, I think stardom needs to not fall into the idea of like tournament winner wins the title after a long long title reign like they did last year um mm-hmm. you know, we're in the midst of two title reigns that have they start at the same time you know
0: yeah I, it would feel formulaic year after right. year if you do it the exact same yeah. way every single year
1: so stunning everyone in a sense of by having momo win here ahead of their big tournament would be great i will also say and uh Home pointed this out to me on Twitter. Momo, not Shuri, or not, yeah, not Shuri, is in the block that Utami kind of was last year of like legitimate contenders that could beat her to set up title matches. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting too.
0: uh, Because the the other thing I want to say about that is to me, far and away, the favorite in this tournament is utami and then there's like a tier below her and it's just julia and then outside of that i think pretty much everybody else is pretty unlikely um and they never did that momo utami mm-hmm. match and uh to to have utami win the uh the the five star and challenge a a red belt champ Momo. I mean, that's a major match. We never got the resolution to Momo turning on uh on Queen's Quest and everything like that. So I don't know. It just feels like there's so much sort of coalescing here that just makes sense hmm. outside of maybe you don't necessarily have faith in Momo as your top champion or you just want Shuri to be your top champion there's kind for the of time being. Like- Not to
1: have faith in her. But <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, I I not, couldn't be me, but I'm not, I'm not, uh, yeah. I'm not booking yeah. Stardom. It's, it is again worth noting.
1: Tommy's a big match for her. Julie is a big match for her. There's natural story there. um If they want to make the switch, big title matches, but we'll see. We don't know, and we'll see you next week. But if you have been listening, thank you for listening to he- the free version here on the Fight Game Media. Uh, you know, podcast feed. If we give you what, plenty of content. Yeah. Well, this was make up for last week. I think last week, maybe it was 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. There nonsense. you go. Nonsense. So this was, this was on purpose to make up for that. Uh, but if you want to listen to our thoughts on the ice ribbon show from this past weekend, you gotta subscribe to the Patreon fight Game mm-hmm. media network. Plus. So if you want to hear those, make sure you go over to do that because it's out by the time you're listening to this. Uh, but thank you for listening and we'll talk to you next time.